I want to share just really shortly, guys, about the power that Jesus Christ showed as a human being when He lived on this planet, and then how that power is available to each of us in our lives. And I think this is really encouraging. Have you guys liked being able to look at Jesus and go back over the Gospel and read a lot of different things about Him and just be encouraged again? I think it's so encouraging looking back. We forget how amazing our Savior is, how amazing our best friend is. And it truly is awesome being able to go back and just refocus on some of this stuff and hear how awesome he really is. Anyway, I want to start out with John 1.3. And right from the beginning it says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So imagine everything that you guys see, every friend that you have, every elk that Mark and I are going to shoot this fall, every, everything on this planet was made by Jesus Christ himself. The guy that you get to have a personal relationship with, fellowship with every single day. Every single time I open up my Bible, I get to hear from him. Every time I pray like Josh was talking, I get to speak to him. He's as real as Ben right there, right? I can see Ben and I can talk to him face to face. I can talk to God that same way. And he can answer me just like Ben can answer me, but with a lot more power, right? He's the guy that created every single thing you see. He is God himself, the creator of everything. So he has the power to create. He has the power over circumstances. This is kind of a big one, guys. How many of you guys have circumstances in your life that really are not cool? Maybe tests? How many of you guys have tests coming up this week? Jake, he has one tomorrow, right? No? Who has one tomorrow? Leah? Wow, a lot of you guys. One of the guys had one tomorrow. I don't know who that was. We all have circumstances that come up in life. Maybe it's friends not being there for us. Maybe it's money not being there for us. Maybe it's a car breaking down. You name it. We have circumstances that come out. Jesus has power over those circumstances. There was a situation that happened early in Jesus' ministry. And there was a wedding happening, and they ran out of wine. And this was a big deal back in that culture because they'd invite like the whole town to come to the to the wedding celebration, and it would last a whole week. And if they ran out of wine, it was like humiliating, right? The whole city's going, uh, "What's the matter, guys? You guys can't, you know, you can't provide for this wedding feast that we're having." And so they run out of wine, and they come. Jesus's mother comes to him and says, "Hey, make some wine." <laughs> Right now. That's a pretty big deal. And so anyway, Jesus says, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. And then they go and they give it to the master that's throwing this big party. And they say, taste this this wine. And this is what he says. Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. So he says, usually they bring the good stuff out when everybody's already drunk. But you just, at the end of the feast, you bring out the very good stuff. So Jesus not only had power over this circumstance, but he had power to make the best imaginable outcome come out of this circumstance. So I don't know what situations you're in, but he has that power in our lives just like he had that power then. He has not changed. He's still the same. Jesus had power over resources. Going back to, what is it, money, food. I know as college students, you run out of ramen. You need some resources, right? You need, you need something to, to happen. Jesus has power over resources. In Matthew 14, 17, and 19 through 20, it says this, We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. That was his disciples. There were 5,000 men, and then their wives, and then their children. So there are probably over 10,000 people gathered here. And so they, they say, hey, we have five fish and two loaves of bread. How many of you guys are good at math? Chris Hardrick's back here. So Chris, does the math work out there? 10,000 people, five fish. Sure. <laughs> so that's, gosh, that's, that's one fish for 2,000 people. It's not going to happen. And so the disciples are freaking out. And 
shortly after that, Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he looked up to heaven, and he gave thanks, and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate, every single one of them, and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. This is kind of what I wanted to, to get at there, is Jesus has power over the resources in your life. Kind of like Josh was talking about. For Josh, to be able to get to America, to have school paid for, to have rent paid for, to have food paid for, to have clothes paid for, to have airfare paid for, to have his visa even given to him, that's impossible. But God had power over those resources because he's God. He owns everything, right? He has complete power over those resources. He has power over physical limitations. We all have physical limitations. Inabilities that you hit all the time. We all hit these physical limitations that we are incapable of crossing over. Isn't that true? You can't do it. You you don't have the energy, the strength, the ability to cross that. Jesus does. Matthew 14.25, During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. So he's walking on water. That's a physical limitation. You know, you see your friends out in a boat and you don't have any way to get to them. The water is a physical limitation, but Jesus just walked right out on it. Isn't that amazing? He has that same power today in my life. He has power over nature. Luke 8, 23-24, As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in danger. The disciples went on, went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters, and the storm subsided and all was calm. Complete power over the storms complete power over nature or think about the storms that happen in your life having complete power over that he's the same God right now as he was then he has power over the supernatural this is a big deal Mark 5, 6-8 through 8, when he saw Jesus and this is talking about a demon possessed man a guy that had a demon controlling his life he ran and fell on his knees in front of him he shouted at the top of his voice what do you want with me Jesus son of the most high swear to me that you won't torture me because Jesus had said come out of him he has complete power over the supernatural he has complete power over the natural and the supernatural he has that power in my life today he has power over death how many of you guys have ever been scared of death I have been right isn't that like one of the biggest I think I think on the list it's number 7 which surprises me the seven, isn't that true it's like the 7th biggest fear I think public speaking is number one or two. He has power over death. He has power over death. I know I used to really, I couldn't even sleep at night sometimes because I'd be just thinking and, and being very scared about death. Jesus has complete power over death because he conquered it. He raised people from the dead, but then he himself nailed death down. He, he conquered death and he beat it and he rose from the dead. When the women came to find him the third day after he was crucified and buried. In Luke 24, 5-6, they meet these angels who say, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. He conquered death. He has power over death. And that same power that he has over death, he gives me. So I don't have to fear death anymore because he has complete power over it. Jesus has the power to heal and forgive. And I put those two together because there's a passage that mentions both of those. And it really illustrates... His wisdom, sense of humor, and all this at the same time. It's in Mark 2, 5, and then 9 through 12. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And this is, I shared this a few weeks ago. They're digging through a roof to drop a paralytic down to Jesus. What do you think this paralytic wants from Jesus? He wants to walk. He wants to be healed. So Jesus sees the guy, and he says, Wow, you have a lot of faith. Your sins are forgiven. Is that kind of a funny way to respond? 
This guy is coming asking, can you heal my legs? And Jesus says, yeah, your sins are forgiven. And after that, all the Pharisees are talking, going, what kind of a guy is this that he, he's saying he can forgive sins? You know, what kind of a, what, who does he think he is? And so Jesus responds to them. He, he knows their thoughts and he responds to them and he says, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And he got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of everyone there. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. So he illustrated in this one situation, I do have the power to forgive sins because I have power over everything else on earth. I have power over sickness. So, gosh, if you guys have physical issues, sicknesses, he has power over that. But more importantly than that, he has power to forgive us of our sins, which in reality are a lot bigger issue than a physical limitation. Isn't that right? Because our sin separates us from who God is, and we're all sinful. Well, Jesus has power over that sin. He has power to forgive that sin and to give us a completely new life. He called it being born again when he talked with Nicodemus in John 3. He has that power to give us complete forgiveness and a friendship and a relationship with God. Paul was a guy that was torturing Christians. He was imprisoning Christians. It says that when Christians were killed for their faith in Christ, he was sitting there agreeing with it. So he was part of the group that was killing Christians even. That was his attitude before he met Christ. And then he had this shocking encounter with Christ. Last week we talked about encountering Christ. And Paul was knocked off his horse. He was blinded. And God said, he said, I have all these plans for you. You're going to serve me. And God healed him. And, and, he, and he, he lived to serve God. But see, Jesus changed his life from one of murdering and imprisoning and torturing Christians to being one of the greatest evangelists this world has ever known. See, Christ has the power to take us from here and put us here. He has the power to change us from the inside out. How many of you guys have ever tried to change yourself? Doesn't work, right? He has the power to change us, to make us what He wants to be. And this is, this is the coolest thing, guys. His power is available to each of us, every single one of us, today, right now, every second of our lives. Ephesians 1, 18-20 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That's huge. Incomparably great power for us who believe. His power that He showed in all those different verses, that's available to everyone that has ever believed in Him. That power over circumstances, that power over sickness, that power over death, that power of forgiveness, that power over sin, that power to change, that's available to everybody who believes in Him. The power to love, even when the person you're loving isn't very lovable. The power to live, the power to forgive. How easy is it to forgive people when they've wronged you? It's not, but we can have the power to forgive. We can have the power to give. We can have the power to say no when we're tempted to say no when friends are trying to drag us down the wrong way. 
we can have the power to be truly happy. How many people do you cross every day that you think are truly happy? Not many. You know, everybody's searching. Everybody's trying to get something that will make them happy. Well, we have that power if we believe in Him to be truly happy. And this is it, guys. You have the power to change the world. God didn't put you here for no reason. He put you here for a purpose. And He gives you the power then to go and accomplish that purpose. Nothing compares with knowing Him and that power in our life. Paul said it this way in Philippians 3, 7 through 8, and then verse 10. He says, But whatever was to my profit, I now consider it lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, or I consider them trash, that I may gain Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death. So he says, I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, and nothing else compares to that. That is everything. That is everything. And then he says again in Colossians 1.29, I depend on Christ's mighty power that works in me. That was the Apostle Paul saying it, and I feel the same way, and I'm sure you do too. But I just wanted to encourage you guys this week that His power that shocked this universe is available to each and every one of you. So where do you need His power in your life this week? It all goes back to connecting with Him. James 4.8, come near to Him, He'll come near to you. As we connect with Him every day, we get to experience His power in our life.